You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Road Detroit and WRDT HD on WMUZ HD3 or listen on the World Wide Web at WRDT560.com. The materials and information provided are for informational purposes only and are not intended for use as diagnosis, prevention, or treatment of a health or other problem or as a substitute for consulting a licensed medical professional. Some concepts presented herein may be theoretical and have little or no scientific substantiation. Users are advised to conduct their own diligence. Welcome to Ask the Experts, where you'll learn about a variety of life-enhancing subjects. Today we delve into holistic healing and... Mike's up. Health Authority, Jason Eagle of Strategic Healing. Thank you. Indeed, and now here is Jason. Hi there, I am Jason Eagle, your Natural Health Authority. Uh, my company is Strategic Healing. That's uh, My website is strategichealing.us. Right now I am on Facebook Live. Um, that's my Facebook page, which is Strategic Healing. And later I post these shows, because you can't rewind radio, uh, I post these shows on YouTube. Um, pretty soon we're going to have some podcasts, and I'll have a podcast station you can go to and all that stuff. Those different medias that uh, younger people know about and older people should learn about, Again, it's, it's, you know, you can't rewind radio. And so, uh, being able to have a different platform that you can, uh, go back and rewind it and listen to it anytime you want. Uh, that's what I do. So, um, this is a show about health. My name is Jason Eagle. I am what's called a quantum reflex analysis practitioner or QRA practitioner, soft tissue specialist. Uh, that means I work on your body as well. Uh, things that would be considered like medical massage, um, that would be considered, uh, very uh, specific types of bodywork techniques, including cranial sacral, um, trigger point therapy, uh, these different types of, of working with your body in order to, again, sometimes things need to be moved. Sometimes things need, need to be touched. Some things needs to be put back in place. Sometimes uh, muscles and tendons and all these things have to be relaxed, have to be moved. Sometimes your car has to be <laughs> torn out of the ditch by a tow truck. You know, um, so uh, the QRA is all about testing your body for different, basically your chemicals. <clears throat> what is your, uh, what we, I remember, you know, seeing television shows where, you know, we watch them talk about, they said, well, maybe it's a chemical imbalance. I tell you, they, they don't test very well for that type of thing. And, and uh, I'll talk about that a little bit later. But today's show is all about anxiety. All about, and I have a, a, a take-home message. Like, I have, I had this <laughs> recently, and I did something that worked overnight. Like, actually within 15 minutes. And I've been working uh, uh, with other people. And, you know, sometimes you forget about yourself. And uh, I kind of put my own thinking cap on instead of, of um, uh, going to see somebody, I said, well, I'm the person I can, so I'll see myself. <laughs> and I found the right trick. And I found there's a couple things I'm going to talk about that literally have made such a huge difference. Anxiety. What is anxiety? You know, feelings of anxiety or nervousness. Now, who has the right to feel like that? Like, I'm fine. Everything's good for me. I've got, you know, the have you checked? The world has done gone crazy. You know, uh, Christians that are thinking about like, you know, the end times, like it's already, <laughs> it's over. <laughs> the world ended, right? And you'd think, well, you'd think you would know. It, no, it, the reality is a little bit different. So people have to really, we are all being in a super stressful situation. And just because you handled it before, and just because you had some things that work for you, this is different. No one has seen the world like this before. And it is legitimate for people to kind of go, maybe I need help. Maybe this is too much for me to handle. And, you know, if it comes to therapy, a person really needs to talk to a therapist and stuff like that. If it comes to chemistry and things like that, you know, it, you want to get this figured out. But um, let me tell you, that's what I do here. And in terms of being able to help people's bodies, now people say, I want to help lose weight and, you know, all these different types of things. And, you know, my, my kidneys are, are causing some problems. What can you do for that? Real standard medical stuff that you would think or, or standard health things. But, you know, anxiety, meaning, uh, you know, let me just tell you personally, 
you know, I've dealt with anxiety in my past. And uh, as a child, uh, I will tell you some of the, um, I hated school. I mean, I love school. I love being at school, but I didn't do well as a student. And it's not that I wasn't smart. Um, it, I didn't do well in grades. And I've been recently experiencing some anxiety where it's that the butterflies in your stomach, you know, um, a feeling of anxiety or nervousness, all from often overwhelming that come and go, even when not in stressful situations. M many uh, may often occur with depression. So what I've been feeling in the past, let's say, probably a couple of weeks, has just been getting worse and worse. And I've been doing some things, trying things, and some of it worked, but things that have worked for me in the past is not working. I understand anxiety in terms of where you get to a point says, I really need to see a doctor or, you know, they need to put me on some medication or something like that. That's what it felt like for me. And, uh, you know, basically, like I said, the butterflies that you just felt, the, the closest I could remember, and I was telling my wife this, that maybe it's this time of year because at the, at the end of the year around August, I remember, uh, you know, as a child being anxious about going back to school. Summer's over and I got to go back to that. I got to go back to getting bad grades. I got to go back to, you know, getting in trouble for this and that. You know, I was the troublemaker. I've, I have a buddy that I visited this weekend. And normally going to this place, I grew up on Walloon Lake uh, in Saginaw and Walloon Lake. And, and Walloon Lake is my place. It's, it's like, you know, there are certain places you can go to that if you just go there, it just... Whew, oh boy. And normally that would work. Even that was not working. Uh, you know, I, I felt better, but it just was not covering this deep, you know, that was growing inside my, like in my belly, but I could felt it through my whole nervous system. And it was just this agitation that like, you know, um, if you've had it, you know, um, again, and I've, I've off, I've had a panic attack before. I know what that is like. You know, the blood pressure type of thing in terms of you feel like you're just your heart's going to blow out of your chest and stuff like that. This was different. This is uh, literally, uh, you know, I had not really fully experienced. And the only thing that could remind me, like I said my, to my wife, was maybe it's just this time of year. Because a lot of times we go through cycles. Our body goes through hormonal cycles. So sometimes even with anxiety, it is the body remembers this time of year. These are these things happen. And even if it happened as a child... It's like, you know, a rat in an experiment that gets shocked by certain things will get those um, those feelings. The brain will remember that. And, you know, it will, even though the shock may not be there, the memory of that. So if you got shocked with a blue ball, anyone that shows up with a blue ball, you're going to be cowering in the corner because your, your cells remember that. So... I told her, I said, maybe it, it has something to do with that because, uh, you know, uh, this getting this time of year and, 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 you know, sometimes people go through different types of malaises and things like that. Well, let me just cut to the chase. It was for me, it was two things, really one thing. So a lot of times it's like your adrenals are, are, are on adrenaline, meaning if you're living in a stressful situation, meaning you're living in like a post-traumatic stress, if you live in a war zone, your adrenal glands are pumping, 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 and they're supposed to. You're supposed to be on high alert, but you can't live in high alert forever. Eventually, it'll just burn your system out. Uh, I'm going to cut to the chase, and for me, it was tyrosine. Tyrosine is it's an amino acid, and I'll talk a bit a little about later, but... Let me just, like I say, cut to the chase. I've tried, and I'll go over these things over the past week, what I've been trying, and maybe some of it kind of worked, but it didn't last and it didn't really work. This one worked like a charm. Literally, I took three tyrosine yesterday and three tyrosine today, and within 15 minutes of taking the tyrosine throughout the rest of the day, it's gone. That whole thing, I'm back to myself and I feel super powerful again. And that thing is gone. That means my body was deficient in something, in, in the amino acids. And the amino acids are these things that, where do amino acids come from? This is, again, when I said you would think that the doctors would test for um, uh, what's called, you know, chemical imbalances. This is what they would look for in one of the chemical imbalances. The chemicals would be, number one, uh, minerals. So is your potassium off? Is your sodium off? Is your magnesium off? But then we get into the other things that are really essential like that, and that's amino acids. And there's all these different types of amino acid, uh, L-glutamine, L-tyrosine. 
boom, boom, boom. Where do amino acids come from? Amino acids come from protein or come from foods that have protein in it. And amino acids help us to build proteins. You eat the steak or you eat the broccoli and there's protein in that and you need to get the fuel off of that protein and use those proteins as building building blocks but see you use the amino acids that are in those proteins to make your own proteins so let me cut to the chase on this one too which is the proteins that we need to make are these things that are in the brain um, these different things that would be called hormones, like for instance, serotonin and dopamine and these things that like totally react or, or totally have everything to do with how you are thinking, how you're feeling, mood. So mood stabilizers, again, you know, people can take the drugs and one of the most common anti-anxiety medications type of things are these things called SSRIs or serotonin reuptake, which is, you know, you take them and it gets your body to, instead of throwing the serotonin away, to recycle it and put it back in because you're low on serotonin or dopamine or norepinephrine and all these different types of things. Well, proteins that have amino acids, the amino acids help us to build these things. We make factories, which is the factories in our body, and we make the hormones and all of the different neurotransmitters that we need, and we make them off the building blocks. But in times of stress, meaning when times are different, and times are different right now, and I thought I had really handled this stuff because, you know, uh, I'm not really panicked about what's going on in the world. But uh, again, who knows what it is? What it is is living the way, and I eat really, really well. If you haven't known, you can check out my Facebook page, Strategic Healing. And I have a farm, you know, I, I live like kind of like the Amish, which is, <laughs> I have my own animals, I have my own uh, food, uh, and I eat the best of the best. I make it myself the best you could possibly do. But even I've not, what this means is I was not getting enough tyrosine which is there's a lot of tyrosine in the types of foods. But if your body is in a, for instance, if you are have a normally get a certain amount of staples, meaning when you have an office and you have, you know, the, the secretary go out and once a month buy a box of staples. Well, if you're putting packages together where you're using, like normally we use a box per week, okay? Well, we're going to use a box per hour because we're doing something. And so instead of buying that same amount of, of staples, you're going to have to buy a case. Instead of a case a month, you're going to need a case a week or a case a day. So that means the amount of what I've been, the living environment, what I've been eating normally has not been covering it. And I needed an extra dose of tyrosine. And again, it's this amino acid and amino acid that helps to build the neurotransmitters of things like GABA and um, uh, the um, dopamine and these other things. When you get into tyrosine, and again, this is the thing that made a huge, huge difference. And I'm going to go over a whole list of all of the different things on anxiety. What could it be? Be and what could you do naturally to treat it? What could you take? What could you adjust in your diet? Because many of these things is you can just search out the foods that are high in tyrosine and eat those things. But again, my body was not getting enough of it because I need a ton, right? Tyrosine is a conditional essential amino acid. It is a precursor to the thyroid hormone thyroxine and a calicolmine neurotransmitters. Tyrosine also supports mood during times of occasional stress when dopamine and norepinephrine levels may need additional support. You think that could be now? Yes, it's now. Um, there's another uh, amino acid I'm going to talk about a little bit later too, L-glutamine. Um, these can have some of the other effects as well too. So let me go into the story too of what do I know about anxiety. Now I've never been an, well, I'll take that back. I was on what would be considered some sort of medication. That was when I was a child. Now story of Jason, <laughs> uh, meeting my friend, uh, my friend that lives up North and he says he, he watches my show, listens to my radio show every once in a while. When he's driving in the car, he puts it on or something like that. And he, and he says, he still watches it from time to time and like says to himself, I can't, if you guys knew this guy, like the way he's talking and the things that, if you knew <laughs> the Jason that I knew, <laughs> you'd think that they just don't fit. 
I have definitely changed an awful lot, but not really. That's the person that I always was. Me in school was, I I had a lot of testing anxiety and I was fidgety and all this other stuff. And I was the class clown and I got in trouble. And, you know, I, I, I was the kid that got spanked up there in class and then got spanked again when I got home for getting into trouble. And I laugh about it because it really didn't bother me. It didn't really hurt me. You know, I, I was not abused because that's just how I am. And they didn't know how to deal with me. And, um, I remember a time when I was probably, I don't know, maybe third or fourth grade, um, when my mother having the, the meetings with the teacher said, we need to get the doctors involved. And I do remember that the doctors gave, uh, my mom Ritalin to give me some Ritalin because maybe it was a hyperactive. And I, my mom said that she gave me one dose one day and both the teachers and the mom uh, said, nope, that's the wrong one. Cause I had the wrong, um, reaction to it. It did the wrong thing for me. And it certainly was not going to work, it made things worse. I think either it turned me into a zombie or, or, but again, my parent, my mom and the teacher were both going, we tried, that's not it. So that's my experience with that. But then I, I also have experience in family members who are on, I have a family member that's been, I've been through the worst of the worst, which is, literally the hospital uh, where uh, the mental institution and talking to the doctors about, can't you help them? Like, what about this thing that we call a, a chemical imbalance, like I saw on the show? And they laugh, the <laughs> chemical imbalance, <laughs> that's on TV. Like, you know, we're just going to try some drugs and, or, you know, institutionalize and on and off and on and off. And I've, you know, I've seen it all. And I've seen the worst, these, you know, a family member that has the worst case of it. And you would think that, that, like I said, with this chemical imbalance type of thing, most of these cases is they're just treated with drugs and they're treated with, you know, maybe a little behavior type of something and some therapy, stuff like that. But what if it is a chemical imbalance? What if it is that instead of the drugs or in combination of the drugs, right? To eventually, you want the drugs to go away because you want to fix what the body, if it's a chemical imbalance, then that means the body's way that it's supposed to work with the, the primary things, which would be minerals and amino acids, if those things are off, couldn't we just take those and couldn't that make the difference? So let me, let me go over what anxiety, classical anxiety. These would be, you know, where people could put on Xanax and, and, and Prozac and all this other stuff. Well, there's another way to go. And the way to go would be really looking at this, what you would call kind of chemical imbalances and things like that. And, and, and if you're going to try anything, how about trying some nutritional supplements that work as well or better, by far better. I'm not zoned out. Like I'm happy again and I feel myself again. Um, and it was just quick. So one of the things that anxiety, uh, anxiety on a biochemical or, or let's take it from my perspective, from a natural level, meaning what's going on in the body, maybe something's missing. It's often linked to weak adrenals, liver stress from exposure to toxic chemicals, foods. And later I'll talk about what those toxic chemicals, because sometimes, especially with even like, you know, with autism and some of these other things and, and, and attention deficit could it be that we need to remove something? Could it be that they're being poisoned? Because a brain, especially a child's brain, can have, if you gave them the wrong poison, you would you would spin them up like they're on a drug, like they are on, and those are these food additives types of things that removing them, and not just from a kid, from an adult, maybe your brain's being poisoned, okay? Um, especially uh, uh Chemical foods, acidic pH, which is deficient mineral status, infection, often linked to parasitic and anxiety. If anxiety is worse at night, that's one of the things that like in, in my practice is like, you know, if it's like, when do you have it? Really, it happens at night. Like I, you know, I'm fine during the day, but it, like I'm just like paranoid at nighttime and I can't fall asleep. Maybe a lot of times that, especially people will, they'll talk to, you know, if I really sat down and charted this, like my worst times are around the full moon. When it gets to the new moon or when the moon, in between the phases, I'm fine, you know, but like I have watch out for like, say, alcoholics that have this, like I said, in, in times past, which is 
you know, uh, talk to a bar owner, a person who owns a bar or talk to or a bouncer or a person who's a police officer or a paramedic or and they will tell you that like there are tragedy follows the phases of the moon because it's number one. It's how they're, that's why they called it a lunatic. So back in the day, crazy person was called a lunatic because Luna stands for moon, Luna. So, you know, like howling at the moon, you know, not really just like, you know, uh, getting in trouble, you know, domestic abuse, these types of things. There are patterns. Well, one of the things that we know about these patterns, it's the chemicals that people are, that is the pattern. And some of the chem, some of the chemicals or hormones, if you will, can be coming from the ebb and flow of life forms, bacteria, parasites in particular. So at the full moon, they tend, their numbers increase and they tend to go on a feeding frenzy and they grow like crazy. And if they're growing, then they literally are sending all these different chemicals through our body that literally are like hormones. And, and I've even talked about it before that you can, you can basically say they create thoughts. They can create that thought in your head that where, you know, the song gets stuck in your head or, you know, kind of like the, the, you know, back in the cartoon days where they showed the angel on one side and the devil on the other side. Many people say, I feel like it's that. And I feel like I'm stuck in between. And a lot of times it can be these other life forms, which would be parasites and, and viruses and bacteria. And they do follow, um, sometimes they follow, uh, temperatures in terms of, um, in the winter time. So again, look out for the flu hitting in the wintertime when you can't be outside and you got to be inside when the, the air is recirculating. Well, you're rebreathing the same air and creating a, a really good environment for certain types of things to grow. So these are these different things where this could be this. Some of the common feelings are feelings of anxiety or nervousness, often overwhelming that may come and go right? Even when not in stressful situations, like I'm sitting with my family when I normally would be happy. And I, I feel it's like the, the ticking time bomb, like something's right, you know, waiting for the other shoe to drop. It meaning there's no reason, uh, you know, a panic attack or something like that when a monster's chasing you, that's understandable, right? But when like, it's all at peace and everything's good and you're warm and cozy. No, that doesn't make sense. Okay. So, one of the top things that when we get into how the body works is number one could be adrenals. Now your adrenal glands are these glands that sit up on top of your kidneys. And so they're also linked to kidney function as well. Adrenals like your kidneys help to regulate the amount of fluids that are in your body. Meaning if you are well hydrated or dry or something like that. Okay. So, but the adrenals are the things, how do, when do you feel your adrenals? When someone like pops a balloon behind you and you arch your back like a cat and then suddenly your, your blood pressure goes up, that's your adrenals and you go, <laughs> okay, that's appropriate. Okay. Well, if stressful situations, if you live in a stressful, even a, a conceived, meaning everything's around you, but you are, you can't, you can't calm yourself down, right? And go, listen, you know, there's nothing you can do about it right now. And, you know, there's money in the bank account, blah, blah, blah. There's no reason to, to panic. That's normal. A person should be able to kind of like situationally things go through things because you can't live in a panic state. But, you know, the things that uh, adrenals would be is if it is adrenals, then we can take some things for the adrenals and the kidneys. So if it is adrenal function, that's where we try what's called the adrenavent. And that helps, it's food for the adrenals. It helps to support the adrenals and the renovent too. Now, adrenal also links to what we call another thing that would be anxiety is cardiac, meaning if your blood pressure is too high or your heart is pumping too fast or your your blood is is creating too much pressure in your veins, that can also be because that's a signal that your body is used to that signal, meaning something must be going on. If your heart is pumping, that means we must be running or running a rough from a bear or something like that. And so your whole system is geared towards when your blood pressure is elevated or your heart rate is elevated something must be wrong. And so we're going to, the body is going to naturally adjust a whole bunch of other systems in terms of keep the, uh, increase adrenal function, um, 
change of body temperature. This is where it gets into the hypothalamus and hormones and all this other stuff. So, so one of the things too that I've seen that again, if it's more of the cardiac, meaning it's more your heart stress, then that's where we get into things. Number one things that I've seen with people, which is if you have elevate, let's say you have a heart rate that is normally, you know, a, a, a person that is right around 50 to 60, 50 is good. 60 beats a minute, not a normal person is what everything's about 50 to 60. That's a really healthy person, but you get a person who they feel like they're relaxed and they're not panicked or anything like that. And they're like 80 beats a minute. Mm, you know, that's bad because, you know, that really 80 beats a minute to, for a normal person, if you have a no, that means something's going on. Then we start to get up to, let's say, 114 beats a minute or like when you're running. Okay. When a person's jogging, when you get up to ride around 115, 130, that's okay. Cause you're jogging and many people like the weight loss, which is we're talking heart rate, which is how fast, boom, 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 how fast your heart beats. If your heart beats right around most people, average person's between 115 to 130, that is your target zone for losing weight. So let's say you're not exercising, you're just sitting there on the couch and you're around 115 beats a minute. That means your body is going to use resources as if it was like running. And eventually it will break your body down. This is where things like tyrosine and glutamine, these amino acids come in. Because if you ate up all that stuff and it's gone right? There's not enough to go around, right? Now, cardiac, sometimes it is linked to what's called nitric oxide. Nitric oxide is in the bloodstream. And if we have low nitric oxide levels, then that's the thing that your body says, well, you're not getting enough oxygen, so turn the pump on faster. And in fact, squeeze the blood through faster. So the fermented beets, which is this powder that you can take, and normally you take about one scoop, but if a person, like, say, checks and they feel like they're, they should be relaxed, but their heart rate, they feel like their heart is pounding in their chest or something like that, you can take the fermented beets and about two scoops, two to three scoops right away, and within an hour, the person's bloodstream or the blood pressure or including the heart rate goes back down to normal because what happens is, is now you have more oxygen inside the bloodstream. Therefore, the heart doesn't have to beat as fast, right? Another thing that's related to anxiety, this shows all about anxiety. What are the possible things that could be related to your anxiety? Um, resveratrol, resveratrol. I've seen this with uh, a person that was having uh, irregular heartbeats and we tried everything until finally we found, you know, tried the uh, resveratrol, the body tested for that. And, and basically a, a one teaspoon of that was like, that was it. It fixed the heart where literally blood pressure was good and everything. It was just not beating the way it's supposed to. Why resveratrol? Resveratrol, that's one of the things that they say is in red wine. It's in the red grape skins. It's the resveratrol that we use comes from a giant knotweed. And the reason is because we don't like to use grapes because grapes have a lot of, pe of uh, pesticides in them. And getting organic grapes, it's, it, again, there can be some, some side effects that kind of come from that. But that's why they say the glass of wine is is indicated the red wine is is has been related to people getting their blood pressure down people getting their cholesterol levels and you know that's why many of the doctors say you know yes if you could get a glass of red wine now you get the alcohol and the sulfites and stuff like that which some people do not react well to that's why i recommend the resveratrol which is if you want to get that that thing that's good for your heart you can get it in a different form that you're taking one little teaspoon of it as opposed to having a drink a glass of wine and you're getting a superpower amount. This is cardiovascular. So adrenals is the first thing that it could be. Cardiac, meaning your heart. That's where we got into the beats and the resveratrol. The next part that it could be is minerals. Okay. Now I've personally had this and just even a couple of weeks ago when it's hot out and I'm sweating buckets outside because I'm working out on the garden during the, the weekend. You know, it was like almost 100 degrees out and I come inside and go and get a glass of water and like, I feel weird. I feel strange, right? A little bit dizzy and stuff. And then that's where my wife reminded me and then I now I remind myself, did you do your salt? 
did you take, because in my family, we remember, we put salt in our water. And that's what I did, is I took, let's say, a half teaspoon of salt and put it in a big glass of water and drank it down. And within seconds, oh, yeah, that's it. I feel a lot better. Another one of these minerals. And again, during this time, like I said, this anxiety that I've been going through, I tried all of these things and they didn't work. Meaning that the tyrosine worked for me. That's what I'm going to, you know, talk about today too, which is like, you know, you can go boom, boom, boom. And, and when you find the right fit, that's the thing. And that tells you that's what's going on with your chemistry. Magnesium. Sometimes the blood pressure, your muscles are too tight and that forces your blood pressure up and it makes your muscles too tight. And sometimes anxiety is also coupled with these tight shoulder, tight muscles. Now, for me, it wasn't. Shoulders kind of feel good, meaning that if you touched me when I'm really tight, the, you know, the muscles feel really like hard rocks. My muscles have been relaxed. So, and I did take magnesium. And uh, uh, like last week, I was like, well, maybe it's magnesium. And I took some extra doses of magnesium and, and it worked for maybe a little bit, but it didn't really work. It didn't really make it go away. So, you know, for, for me, that was not it. So the minerals are these things in terms of, um, if a person's dealing with anxiety, maybe you have low minerals, the magnesium and essential salt in terms of sea salt. Now, in Germany, I will tell you, you know, Germany are the manufacturers of some of the best drugs in the world, including anti-anxiety medications. But in Germany, they have also, they really have a good healthcare system and they understand the linkage of um, nutrition and from what I understand is, is the German doctors have essentially a, a rule to follow, which is if a person comes in for anxiety and things like that, in other parts of the world, they would just go, okay, go home, take this Prozac, take these anti-anxiety medications. Well, they can do that, but they can't do that until I forget it. I think it might be two weeks or something like that. They have to put you on a B complex. Let's try a B complex because they found huge cases where the medication was not necessary. It was just people were low in B vitamins. Where do we get B vitamins? The same thing in amino acids. We get them from foods. We get them from protein. So one of the top ones that many people are deficient in is B12. Get a B12 shot, okay? And I, you know, I've seen this personally where I worked, um, um, I took a little break one summer um, when the movies were here in town and my, some buddies of mine, we built a, a catering company and we were a craft service catering company for the movie industry, which means we picked up and we followed them around and we had to cook for them and everything like that. It was hard. And, it, you know, many of these movies were there three o'clock in the morning on a shot. Right. And and that's after we had shown up at like, you know, five thirty in the morning and then we had to be again for breakfast. And then, you know, we'd go for for days. Days, and many of the actors and the crew members. And I remember one set, they literally had some nurses come in and they came with B12 shots. Now, I didn't take the B12 shot because I had my max stress B. I had my complete B. That's what I'm going to tell you about natural. But these people that were working two, three days straight, a B shot, B12 shot, boom, they were picked up like boom. It just gave them energy. So one of the top things that has been linked with a lot of anxiety and depression has been B vitamins. So one of the best sources of B vitamins is this max stress B. It's all of the B vitamins, but it has high levels of, of the B12 in their what's called N-chain forms, meaning it's the form that your body would produce it in. So even when a person got that B12 shot, the body doesn't that that injection, the body can't use that. The body takes that, especially if it's what's the most common form, which is called cyanocobalamin. The body has to turn it into other different forms, okay? So it can't use even many of the pills that we take. Now, the, the, the type of B vitamins that we have, Premier Research Labs, is the Max Stress B or the Complete B, which is these pills that you take. It's all of the B vitamins in their N-chain forms, meaning your body doesn't have to use any of its energy to convert it. Boom, it's better than food because you eat B vitamins and food, foods that are high in B vitamins. Your body still has to convert those things with amino acids and turn them into the B vitamins. Well, if you can get them in N-chain forms, 
boom, you've just satisfied that and you made a huge, huge difference. And it goes directly into the bloodstream right in your mouth. Um, another one is the gallbladder ND. Uh, if people have anxiety that where they that includes insomnia, they can't fall asleep. The brain won't stop, or they fall asleep and then they wake up at like three a.m. and it's almost like a uh, a bell went off and they can't. They're they're exhausted, but they can't fall asleep. That's typically um, the gallbladder. So gallbladder ND is something that provides the B vitamins that many times if we have anxiety that's based upon a B complex deficiency, you're going to notice it right away. These are things that, you know, if, if that's you, if you have a deficiency in these different types of things, how do you know? Because when you took it, it worked that quickly. Like the tyrosine that I took, it worked that quickly. And I can't tell you how different I feel today. This is the second day of taking it. I feel so much better, so much better. And thank God, thank you, creator, that uh, not only created these, my body to work this way and the world these are things that I, I, I brought into my life that came from the world, the foods. But thank you for the wisdom. Thank you for the wisdom that the simple things can be found and they can work. They work like you would expect a drug to work. It's amazing. One of the other things that's really linked with a lot of anxiety is hormones. Hormones. Your hormones are off. And people say, oh, I got a thyroid condition. That's a hormone condition. Oh, I've got perimenopause. Oh, that's a hormone condition. So if your hormones are off and, and, you know, hormones of the serotonin, melatonin, melatonin turns into serotonin, dopamine, all of these things. If you don't know what I'm talking about, these are the happy hormones. And then the depression hormones of cortisol and this other stuff, we need these. We need these all in balance. But if you got way too much cortisol, again, the person like a cortisol, uh, uh, too much cortisol and not enough dopamine, you're going to feel that like, you know, like electricity is running through you. Like that's the OCD person where they just can't stop. No, you don't understand. Like I'm running around like a crazy rabbit and that's the only thing that keeps me from exploding. I, I can't stop. So that would be hormones. One of the best hormone things is this product called adaptogen. Adaptogen are all these different herbs that help to support hormones in terms of your hormones. And the reason they're called adaptogens is because they adapt. It's almost as if the, the herbs in adaptogen are smart, meaning I can haul it away from you if you got too much, or I can deliver it to you if you don't have enough. It's great. And so the adaptogens help to, if you're too high, you got too many of these hormones, they will lower these ones. And if your hormones are too low, they will help to raise these ones. So adaptogens are great for, um, like I said, the hormonal type of thing. Another thing that is in the hormone level, and I've tried this too, it's is the hemp. Hemp, uh, this is the endocannabinoids. Now, the endocannabinoids, which is people come, I don't know about that, that hemp stuff. I don't know about that, that weed stuff. It's how our body is made. Our neurotransmitters in terms of how our, and it's the, in particular, it's the gut brain. The, so a lot of times when people do have these butterflies in the stomach, Taking the hemp, which provides this, uh, the CBD, uh, the endocannabinoids, as well as a whole host of all these other ones, some of the THC, some of the terpenes and different levels of CBD. There's A, B, C. There's all these different types in the, the hemp extract that we provide, which is a, the cleanest, best, because it comes from a CO2 cold extraction, which it, it doesn't it doesn't destroy any of this stuff. It doesn't squish these hemp plants and these fine, delicate oils and damage them. It preserves them in a way so that when they cut. And so the endocannabinoids are like a hormone. Let me remind people, the highest forms of endocannabinoids. If you're hearing stuff about this hemp, I don't want to take that and I'm never going to. And I don't, you know. If you were born and you breastfed off of your mother, you got endocannabinoids. You, I can't even say them. You got endocannabinoids. The highest form of the, what's called endo, external endo means outside. There, endo means outside of a system. 
So the cannabinoids, which are really supposed to be inside, they're part of how our brain works, they're out there in the world. And if they come from the outside and go into the inside, then your body, the highest form of endocannabinoids is not hemp, is not um, marijuana, is not this. It is actually human breast milk. So if you were born the way that our creator intended, you came out of the birth canal and you got an immune system from the mother's mucosal membranes and stuff like that. That was the very first one. Then the very next one came from the breast milk and the very first breast milk with had colostrum, which is your mother donated to you a full informational, like a download of what to do if this happens, what to do if infection comes in and wants to infect you and take over your ship, this is what you do. This is, and so the, the immunoglobulins that are in human breast milk are essentially an immune system. The mother gives, like in the, the, uh, Star Wars where the plans for the Death Star like, how do we destroy this thing? Here's the plans. They have to be passed on. That's what the uh, is in human breast milk. That would be, let they say, the colostrum. But the other thing that's in human breast milk is what's called the endocannabinoids. And that is essentially the mother, if a baby cries, I'm just going to describe it like this. What are the endocannabinoids? They're part of how the nervous system works. And they're part of how what's called the parasympathetic nervous system. Parasympathetic nervous system is chill out. It's okay. It's, you know, suck your thumb and go to bed and rock yourself to sleep. Now, the mother can do that if a baby's crying or in pain, touch. So not just touch from the mother, but touch from anybody, but in particular, touch. That's why when you stub your toe, you touch it, you grab onto it, because within pain, it's what's called the, the gate theory, which is when you add a soft touch or a brushing or a blowing. That's why little kids, when they, you know, like when you're going to peel the, the Band-Aid off, blow on it. Because the blowing, what it does is causes more stimulus and it takes your mind. It takes the neurologic mind off of the pain point. So what the endocannabinoids are is the mother gives the baby in its breast milk when it goes into the system and it builds up this thing inside of the belly that if I'm not here with you, baby, and I can't cuddle you, here's how I do it and you can do it for yourself. So many times people, babies that are not breastfed are, they can be inconsolable and you can get a essentially broken nervous system because you don't know how to calm your stuff down. You never had that mother, right? Even though she was there, but she wasn't. And because it's a chemical. So this is where the endocannabinoids come in. And if you were born without being breastfed or after being breastfed somewhere along the lines, especially as a kid, you were given lots of, of antibiotics. You killed these things off and they're gone. So this is one of the roles where hemp comes in is because these endocannabinoids is if you take them inside your body, it it basically reprograms that part of your nervous system. Well, I did that and that didn't really help. So what again, what helped me was the tyrosine. And I'll explain that a little bit later too. Now, the other thing that is hormones is let's go back to, as I said, is maybe you have a parasite. The people that tend towards being cyclical or, or, you know, you know, basically the people that are up and down, up and down, roller coastery. And in particular, if it's a pattern to it on a monthly basis, women that tend to get the, the really bad, um, uh, not menopause, but really bad, um, uh, menstrual cramps or, or the PMS, which is, you know, some women literally, it's like, you know, the story goes like she goes nuts, like everyone should stay away from her like the week before her period. And she wants she'll she knows well enough to put herself away right? <laughs> because she's going to bite everybody's head off. Well, what if she can't you know, she can't help it because it's a chemical thing. Well, what if some of these cyclical things are also again, what is cyclical is the hormones, the hormones. And so if a person's in particular, the hormones are off, which is related to liver function. So the women that tend to have really bad cramps and polycystic ovarian syndrome or have really bad, let's say, um, uh, uh, PMS, 
Most of the time, it's number one linked to a liver. Your liver is jammed up and you have a very toxic liver. So women that have, have cleaned up their liver function have gotten so much relief from that. And number two, women and men and just any human that is been able to address these parasites. So I would say a, a good thing to, tr to do is if you're dealing with anxiety, this is another thing to, to add to the mix, which is a little bit of the parastat and a little bit of the paratocin. We're, we're starting to notice we used to give it only to people that where they tested and they said, we really are, are dealing with the parasite. Well, we're finding that many people dealing with anxiety or um, energy level, different types of things, hormone levels. If you just go on a little bit of the parastat and a little bit of the paratocin, meaning one or two of each of them per day. It's enough to go into the system and basically just shut these things up. Basically enough to really put like a full court press against these parasites that may be creating these hormones that are floating around your body that that's your anxiety. Okay. Now we also get into another thing, which would be digestion. Sometimes people digestion is so off that their guts are, are so messed up. And I'm going to add to this digestion. So sometimes it's what you're eating. And if you are eating chemicals that, and here, let me go over this. If you deal with, with anxiety, if you deal with depression, the, one of the first things that I would tell a person is take these out of your life. Number one, aspartame. What's that aspartame? It's that's fake sugar. That is diet Coke. That is diet Pepsi. That is um, gums. A lot of times when you look at the gum, it has these things called aspartame, which is one of the fake sugars. And then they have this other really long name, which is called phylonutronics or something like that. These are essentially brain hormones. They are. They, how does it work? There is no sweetness in it. Same thing with MSG, MSG, monosonium glutamate. Take that out of your diet. Do not eat it at all. And what is the, they'll trick you because they'll call them natural flavors. So anything that says and natural flavors, if you're dealing with depression, don't eat it, get it out. So the, how they work is they, so where is sweet? It's, it's kind of like this one. I just thought about this the other day. In um, Willy Wonka, he said this one, which is, where is fancy bread? In the hearth or in the head? <laughs> so what that means is, okay, let me describe that. Fancy bread, which is, you know, think about any, anybody has their idea of fancy bread, which is really sweet type of bread or like the challah bread or whatever. It doesn't matter, which is a person who's never eaten what you would call fancy bread, they have an imagination. And if I say fancy bread, what's fancy bread? So if it's in the head, meaning you have an imagination, you imagine, or is it really the real bread? Okay. So this is where, this is an analogy in terms of many times what's going on inside our brain. Okay. Let me bring that back to this artificial sugars. When you taste sugar, you taste it in your brain. You taste it on your tongue. Okay. And so sweet is sweet. Okay. But they figured out how the brain works in terms of sweet. And when you eat aspartame, which is the thing that's in Diet Coke, right? And there's a number of other different ones. It is a, it's a drug. And what it does is it turns on the sweet switch in your brain, neurotransmitters. There's no sweet in it whatsoever, but it tricks the brain into believing it's sweet. Right. So there again, where is fancy bread in the hearth or in the head? So with aspartame, it's all in the head. It's all in the brain. Well, but what it does is it really messes the brain up. It can really alter the brain chemistry. And if you eat it every day, you know, you get the kid that's eating Doritos or something like that every day, which is it has lots of, of, of monosonium glutamate. Or you get people that are using that that yellow sugar or the, the, the artificial sugar. And I've seen people at, let's say, Starbucks, and they put like four or five of those packets in there. That is crazy. I'm telling you, because I understand the chemistry that you are playing with your brain and you don't want to do that. And so the very first thing to remove are these fake sugars. Because again, if your anxiety is in your brain, 
Like you need some more dopamine and you need some more of these other things. Like again, what people would think that the anti-anxiety medications are. If you are drinking Diet Coke or, or eating like, you know, the, the standard gums, like the sweet breath gum or the breath, it has these things that you can't pronounce on it. That stuff's dangerous. That's very bad. And I would say the first place to start with that is, is if you're dealing with depression, you're dealing with anxiety, you're dealing with these, you know, mood swings, get those things out. Okay. Then the next thing would be the brain, which is sometimes the brain chemistry, if, especially if these things are, are, have been in your diet, they've messed your brain up and your brain is stuck like that. How do I undo my brain? Uh, Tranquinol. Tranquinol has these different herbs and one of them is called valerian root. Valerian root, again, you can take Tranquinol to fall asleep. It's a good one if you feel like, golly, I just, I, you know, I, I've, I can't fall asleep. Or I'm, I really, tomorrow is going to be a big day. Can I take something like a sleeping pill? But I don't want to take a sleeping pill. I don't want to make sleeping pills also mess up your brain. Tranquinol are these natural different herbs, these different flowers and supplements. But what they also do is they unscramble the neurotransmitters. So if your brain has been messed up because of these things, and again, if you let's say a person has been in an anti-anxiety medication, do not go off of them all of a sudden. Like you need to step down. You have to be very, very carefully. And tranquinol is bad. Both tranquinol and hemp have been shown to, you take those with the anti-anxiety medications and then you slowly go down until eventually you get off of them and you are then on the tranquinol and the hemp and eventually you can go off of those too. But sometimes you can even take tranquinol, for instance, if you know you're going to be in a really stressful situation or even during the middle of the day. And I did this and it didn't really work for me. And I've done it before. Like my wife, she hates the dentist, right? She hates the orthodontist and it's really hard on her. But she's learned if she knows that she's going to go and she would like for me to sit there and hold her hand. But because of what's going on in the world, going to the, they won't let me in. They won't let me sit there and hold her hand. And so she has to go there without a net. And she is, she has panic attacks. So what she's been doing is taking Tranquinol. And I know a number of other people that before they go into a dental uh, thing or something else, high anxiety type of thing, they take some the night before and then some, you know, a couple hours before they go to their appointment and some right before they walk in the door. And you can take four or five, six of these. And it's not going to make you pass out. It's not going to make you dizzy. It's not going to make you feel like you're on drugs. They just, it's, it, they feel like it really reduced the anxiety and it really helps. So tranquil is a very, very powerful thing that can be used to unscramble the brain from the things that have scrambled the brain, but also to help to really support there's two other things, uh, Cerevan and Neuroven. These help too if it is the brain or, um, and then another one called Cognotrophic. So there's three things that really are all about, like maybe it's really just this brain chemistry type of stuff. Um, as I said, tyrosine and L-glutamine, these things will help you to rebuild these. If you do your research on what could be going on with the brain, is meaning legitimately, I need to take something. So what are these things? They alter the different neurotransmitters, like I said, of, of, uh, the dopamine, the GABA, the, um, uh, uh, these different the serotonin, melatonin, these different types of things, right? Because if those things are off, you know, you're not going to feel right. And you need to fix that. And you can feel like something's really, really wrong. So as I said, is that was what I used. And I've used all of these things. Now, let me also tell you, like this last week, uh, I've been concerned about this. And I've been trying everything that I, I know to do. And that means I've been doing my prayers. Because many times, prayer was all I needed. I just needed to spend some time with my creator and be like, you're right. It's okay, right? Wasn't working. Meditation, listening to some singing bowls, which is singing bowls are a really great practice that you can, these tones can really help to modulate your brain waves and really help. Did that, wasn't working. Okay. Went to a place where normally it would calm me down. Like all I need to go is and get into that water volume lake and it didn't work. Okay. Um, 
uh, you know, uh, again, uh, talking with my wife about it, you know, sometimes you need to get it off your chest. It didn't work. You know, these things helped a little bit, but this was different. This was something that was like, something's really going on. And thank God I was able to find the tyrosine. And I also took some adrenaline too. That helps to support my adrenals. But it's made such a dramatic difference. Now, I've had times in my life where I was, it's kind of like this, it wasn't like this, but it was the magnesium. I've had times where it was just like, take some magnesium, you know, put it in a glass of water and drink it down. And it made such, that's why one of the magnesiums I really like is this calm. It's like a fizzy type, you know, like an Alka-Seltzer that grandpa used to take. You put some powder in some water and it fizzes up and it tastes all lemony. The one I like is this lemon raspberry called calm. I've had that work really well for me where it was just like, oh, I just couldn't relax. My muscles were tight. Took my magnesium or took an Epsom salt bath. I've had where I've taken the Epsom salt bath and it was really my muscles that were really tight. It was low in magnesium. And not only did my, it help to relax my muscles, but it relaxed my mind. And so this one was different. Okay. But these are the things that we could try. I've had it where, and I'm talking about personal story, right? This today is all about me. Another one that I've taken for digestion have been ginseng and noni. If your digestion is really off, meaning um, the L-glutamine, the ginseng and noni, sometimes it's an allergy. So sometimes meaning an anxiety, if a person, let's say, eats the, because like the kids with the peanut allergy or something like that, they can tell you, number one, you can have a histamine reaction where your throat swells up, but you can also have a person has, let's say, a a food allergy and it puts them into a panic or it puts them into a, an immediate uh, uh, manic phase, you know, and say what you would call manic depressive um, or the other way, you know, a person can have eat a food that they're allergic to and you can immediately go into that deep, dark depression where I just can't get out of this hole. Well, that's an allergy and the ginseng and the noni and the L-glutamine help to treat that, meaning if it's something you swallowed that you're, that's poisonous to you, this will help to neutralize it. This will help to get it out of the system. That will help to literally clean that out and, and bring your body back to where your guts are not flooding with all of these different um, immune system hormones, because that's what an allergy is, is you ate a poison, swallowed, breathed, ate a poison. Now, sometimes it's, what are some of the other poison? A thought could be a poison. You know what also could be a poison? An image could be a poison. You see something that you wish you could not see, that you can unsee. I remember the first time that I, I saw some pictures of the Holocaust as a kid, and it came on TV, and, and it changed me. Like, you know, when you find out that the world and people can be this evil, and that's what's happening right now is people are finding out a bunch of stuff and, and, and you need support. We might need support. And that could be one of the things is, is when you see an image or hear a sound or, or, or literally, you know, see what's going on in the world. There are people that are looking at what's going on in the world in terms of what's happening in these cities and going, it's the end of the world. It's the end. How much worse can it get? And how would, how do you know how you're going to feel? You don't know how you're going to feel. Like if it's suddenly the bomb went off, like how do you know that your heart won't stop because you're just panicked, right? People, that's where we're living right now. So that's why I'm talking about today, which is take it serious. And again, if it's really serious, go to, you know, contact a doctor, right? If you really are having a panic attack, many times there are many people that have a heart attack. And the, some of the recent research has stated that it's not the classic heart congestive failure or like, it's not the heart clog. It's they had a panic attack and literally that. So, but see if it's a panic attack. And if it's a panic attack that comes from not having the right amount of hormones or, or not having enough of the minerals or something like that, you can fix that. Again, let me leave you with one thing, which is this happens in front of us every day. I've told you the value of salt, the value of sodium chloride. When they come, when a paramedic comes and picks you up from a person that had a heart attack or any type of traumatic thing, on the gurney, 
on the way to the, the um, ambulance, in the ambulance, or as soon as they get into the emergency room, most people have something inserted into their arm, which is some sort of fluid in that bag, and that's dripping into their body. What is that first fluid? Almost 100% of the time, that is sodium, meaning salt. Because if people are in a panic state and your salt levels, your sodium levels have crashed, your heart's going to pump all over the place. And that, so again, that shows how important the basic things that are in front of us. That's why I drink my salt. That's why I take my magnesium. And that's why I found the tyrosine. And it's been such a lifesaver for me. So real foods, real uh, living things out there can be better than this <laughs> drugs. They can be better than that. So until next time, if you have any questions, this is Jason Eagle, 734-985-5891. Until next week, bye-bye. You've been listening to Ask the Experts with Jason Eagle. Thank you. Thank you. Jason Thank you. you live a pain-free, high-energy, healthier life naturally. As a certified practitioner and multiple healing modalities, Jason creates a finely tuned and highly personalized program just for you that will get you back to living your best life. Get started today by calling 734-985-5891 to make your appointment or go online to strategichealing.us. Strategic Healing is located at 2545 North Opdyke Road, Suite 106A in Auburn Hills. Ask the Experts with Jason Eagle of Strategic Healing can be heard every Wednesday at 1 p.m. right here on WRDT, the Word Station. AM 560 is...